Well, hello and welcome to the C3 Reflect podcast. My name is Sats. It's so great to have you with us. Maybe you're tuning in for the first time. A massive welcome to you. Maybe a friend has directed you over here. That's awesome. Or maybe you are a regular old school listener. We appreciate you being part of all that we're doing. And our prayer with all of this content is that it would be helpful. It would encourage you and ultimately would enable you to flourish as a human being. Isn't that God's vision for each and every one of us? And yet life is complex and uh, there's lots of nuance happening. And so in all of these messages, we're trying to dig into the thoughts of God that we can understand better how to flourish and how to succeed and fulfill our purpose in life. So let us know how we're doing. You can rate and you can review. And of course, please subscribe so that we can stay connected. Let's go to the message now. Well, hello, Sats here. I hope you're doing uh, really well. Uh, Great to spend some time with you today at C3 Reflect. And uh, we're going to be talking today about how to build a dream. It's actually the start of a 12-week series, three months as we pretty much cover the rest of 2022 uh, to this really important topic um, in this series called Dream Builders. And uh, I don't know about you, but I believe that every single human being has a purpose. they're not here by accident. Um, in fact, the belief that we're just all part of a sort of cosmic accident, just a wonderful coincidence of random cells and mutations materializing in this moment, um, really doesn't sit very well with this commonality that every single human being I talk to, regardless of background or experience or religion or faith or perspective on life, seems to share this internal sense that they are here for a reason. And uh, the Bible has loads to say about purpose. And, um, you know, in this series, we're going to be looking at some of the vision of our church for this coming next year. And uh, but really important as well as that, we wanted to dedicate some proper time to examining and building almost like a roadmap to your dream. Um, You know, when when we don't fulfill the things that are on the inside of us, it's not just bad for us. It's bad for the world. Um, It's not just that we're not fulfilled and happy and content and living in our purpose, but it's also that the world is deprived of the thing that God put in you to share with the world. And uh, there are things in my heart, dreams on my heart that I know God is speaking to me about. Come on, uh, let's let's get these things going. And for whatever reason, the insecurities in our heart and uh, sometimes just the environment that we're in or past experiences can can lead us to putting dreams on the shelf and and uh, feeling like, I don't know if this is really going to happen. But but one thing I know is that this series is designed uh, to take you on a roadmap, a journey of building your dream. And uh, it's got 12 weeks and there's five themes that we're going to be talking about um, to kind of take us through that. The first one is all about design. Um, You know, I believe that your dreams are connected to your desires. Not every desire is, of course, good, but there's a process to purifying them and hearing from God. How do we know which desires and dreams are right and which ones are are not right? Um, Secondly, we're talking about direction. How do we take practical steps to move our uh, dream forward? What are some of the strategic things we need to be uh, aware of? Thirdly, drama. Uh, There are going to be some challenges to you fulfilling the things that are on the the inside of you and uh, all sorts of insecurities and fears and uh, mind games that we need to be aware of so that we can navigate uh, that well. Uh, You know, uh, fourthly, uh, we've got dollar. Um, Yeah, we had to begin with 
D, but we are in the UK. And uh, but you know, every dream has a cost attached to it. How do we understand the mechanics of money so that we can fund and materialize uh, the future that we actually desire? And, and fifthly, the dream is the fulfillment of the dream. And so over these 12 weeks, we're going to be navigating through these uh, phases, these stages to, uh, yeah, hopefully uh, take you to a place in your future that God is calling you um, into. And I want you to ask this question all throughout this series and and particularly today, and that is, uh, what could my life look like in three months' time? Because I think sometimes, you know, we just church week in, week out, and we, we don't ever stop to actually calculate what could my life look like if I committed to a long-term sort of plan to do the things that I desperately want to do. So welcome to Dream Builders today. I hope you've enjoyed this little intro um, so far. I want to just kick off with a scripture just to help frame um, the importance of dreams and uh, just the way God kind of works, because there's some nuance here, of course. And this is what it says in Ephesians 3, verse 14 uh, to 21. Uh, Paul writes this, says, For this reason I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, that according to the riches of his glory, he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think according to the power at work within us. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. So here's this just beautiful picture of the relationship between us and the church. And the church, of course, is this place that God has designed for us to be empowered. You know, when we get saved, we receive Jesus into our life. We confess our sin. We receive forgiveness. And the part of us that is sinful uh, dies on the cross of Christ and we receive the Holy Spirit. And we go on this journey as a collective. The church is designed to be this place where we are filled with the Holy Spirit. We're empowered uh, along with all the saints. We've been filled with the love of God and we're beginning to renew the way that we think and, uh, you know, change some of those bad habits. And we become new in Christ. And uh, unfortunately for many of us, this is kind of the end of our Christian journey. In fact, a lot of Christians go through this process and then they start becoming church people, which is, of course, great. We are a church. Um, You know, we're going to church. We're part of community. We're being filled with the Holy Spirit. And sometimes we can draw a line. It's almost like a cul-de-sac in our faith journey where we believe this is all that God has for us. And sometimes we've even preached that. We've even told people, hey, come on, get behind the vision of the church. This is your purpose. Uh, this, is, this is the dream, that it aligns. And of course, sometimes it does. But I actually believe that, 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 that this, this fullness that we're supposed to be filled with, the fullness of God is not just supposed to be experienced in our church gatherings. That's actually the place that we are empowered. But actually, this is something that is supposed to spill out into our world. It says, now to him who's able to do far more abundantly. In other words, this is increasing. This is uh, going beyond. Uh, John 3 tells us, for God so loved the world. 
And so we have a really important distinction as we think about the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is not just about the church, even though the church is an incredibly important place. It's where we get empowered. It's where we get strengthened. It's where we become accountable and all of those things. But the church is supposed to be this launching pad into your future. And this is where we really come to this idea of dreams because Joel 2 uh, verse 28 to 29, uh, you know, The Apostle Peter preaches about this in in Acts and he quotes this passage. It says, And it shall come to pass afterwards that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, your old men shall dream dreams, and your young men shall see visions. Even on the male and female servants in those days, I will pour out my spirit. And so we see this connection between the idea of being filled with the Holy Spirit, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit that we read in the book of Acts. Uh, as Jesus, after Jesus ascends, he says, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send you the Holy Spirit, and he's going to empower you to fulfill your purpose, to go and make disciples, and etc., etc. And, and so so we should expect that there, there are things when we have received the Holy Spirit and in our walk with God, we should expect that there are desires and dreams and visions and things that begin to stir on the inside of us. And yet so often we stop there. And sometimes we haven't felt permission. Sometimes we've, we've actually believed the idea that we just need to focus on the church and we just need to build the church. And don't get me wrong, as a pastor, I'm so uh, believing that the church is the hope of the world. And we do need, alongside all the saints, to be filled with the Holy Spirit and empowered and all of those things. But the church is, is not the end goal. The end goal is that all of the fullness of Christ would fill everything else in this earth. And if our only dream is about what can happen in the church, then the world world around us has been deprived of the presence and the power and the wonder of Jesus Christ. And so your dream is actually from God. You know, obviously there's some desires and there's some things on the inside of you that are not good. But I'm going to guess if you're coming into this conversation with a genuine desire to serve God and love God, is there's a good chance that the dream that is on your heart is actually from God. Because this is how God works. God has designed us with a unique gifting, a unique calling, uh, and a unique purpose. There are things that I'm good at. There are things that I have a natural aptitude towards, and there are things that I don't. Uh, there are strengths and weaknesses for you as they are for me. And so God, it's like he, he customizes your gifting and your skill, and he takes your purpose, and, and he puts dreams on your heart that fit what you are supposed to do. Sometimes we have this idea that like being a Christian is just supposed to be really hard, you know, and it's not always easy and there are challenges and suffering and all sorts of things. But actually, it's the opposite. God has designed you to live the life that he's called you to live. Otherwise, he's a very cruel God. But that is not the case. We have a good God who loves you, has created you with a purpose. And so there are things on your heart that, that, and things on our hearts that we have sometimes just put on the shelf. Sometimes we just put them to the side and we've said, that's not really for me, even though deep down, it's a desire that is super strong. And I've seen that certain desires and dreams that I've surrendered and pushed to the side just keep coming back. 
And that's a good sign that this is actually from God. There are songs to be written. There are books to write. There are businesses to start. There are our families to have. There, there, there are changes to see in this world. And not everybody needs to be an entrepreneur or a CEO, uh, but sometimes it's the small dreams. Sometimes it's the small things, the vision for your area and the vision for your family that God places on your heart and I want to encourage you today because the world needs your dream not to just stay on the inside of you but to be fulfilled to be implemented your dream will take work it will not just happen automatically and this one of the revelations I've had recently is that you know if I don't work on my dream it will never happen just because God's because God calls us doesn't mean everything's going to automatically take place no actually by faith we need to outwork the things that God has put on the inside of us. We may dream the dreams, but are we going to actually experience the reality? What could your life look like in three months' time? If you could choose to see something through that has been on your heart. And sometimes these things are an act of faith. You know, we can look at some of the more creative aspects and think, well, that's not very functional. That's not very practical. And yet when we look at what God does in creation, you know, the sunlight is so functional, so practical. You've got vitamin D, uh, you've got, you know, light and life to the, to the world. And yet the sunlight is also incredibly beautiful. It casts just beautiful hues. Some of my favorite times of the day are sunrise, sunset, these beautiful. God is not only functional, he's also beautiful. And sometimes the things that are on our heart may not 100% make sense as to why they're there. But there's a desire on the inside of us to fulfill what we're called to do. We can get so stuck on just receiving God, receiving the Holy Spirit, and we come to church and we engage with church and we love Jesus. But what about the purpose that he's put on the inside of us? I believe church, this is our season as a community to collectively move to, to fulfill some of the things that are on our heart. You see, we need, we need two things. We need a corporate vision to be part of, and we need a personal dream to fulfill. Here's how that works. I don't know if you've ever heard the phrase, if you build God's house, he'll build yours. Uh, it's a phrase I've heard quite a bit over the years, and uh, it's actually not in the Bible. <laughs> it's one of those things you just kind of hear about. Because here's the reality is when you build God, God's house, that's a great thing, but your house is still going to need to be built. You're still going to need somewhere to live. And God has actually designed this duality to the kingdom. You see, the kingdom includes the church, but it's not only the church. God has designed this, this two-sided approach to life that every single one of us would engage in what is a bigger vision than ourselves. You know, because there's something about it that purifies us. You know, there are some people in this world and they're just all about pursuing their dream. Uh, they're just all about their purpose and they are chasing after X, Y, Z and maybe sometimes often very good things. They're trying to create something. They're trying to go somewhere. They're trying to do something. But often at times people find themselves falling into a place where they are pursuing the dream, but they've kind of neglected God's house, kind of neglected God's community. They're a little bit disconnected from the wider vision. And, and what happens in that, in that place of empowerment is also a place of strength. It's a place of protection. And we're going to find that we're going to go much further and much stronger uh, and much faster even when, when we're anchored in the house of God. God wants us to be engaged in the vision of the church, that we would truly be a part of this place. 
But the second error people often make is, is, is sometimes the opposite. We get so busy serving God in the church. It's so busy being a part of uh, church meetings and gatherings that, that, that sometimes we can actually use that as a bit of a, an excuse for actually going to fulfill the things that are on the inside of us. Because church is a safe place. And uh, I'm glad that it is. It's a place where we can, uh, you know, really grow together. And, it, and it's, a, it's, a, it's a warm place. It's a wonderful place. But God doesn't want us to just gather and have holy huddles and experiences with Him. He wants us to do both together. He wants us to be a part of a corporate vision that that takes us outside of our own self-interest. He wants us to be a part of a community where our imagination and our care goes, our love is expressed to one another as we cheer one another on. When we live in community, it stops us from falling prey to selfish ambition. It stops us from falling prey to to some of the moral failures or or the temptations temptation to, to cut corners or, 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 or break away from integrity. Why? Because we're anchored in a community that we're accountable to and we're cheering on. We're part of something bigger, the corporate vision of the church. But not only that, we're not just safe in a holy huddle, but we are released. We are sent into our world to fulfill our purpose in the earth. Friends, I want to invite you on this 12-week journey as we explore the corporate vision and the individual dream. We're going to spend 12 weeks. In a couple of weeks, we're going to share some of our vision for 2023 as a church, and it's going to be exciting. So looking forward to sharing a whole heap of detail about what we see in our future for us as a collective, as a community. Um, But we're also, over these 12 weeks, going to be spending some time to set a course, to set a trajectory towards the fulfillment of some of the things that are on the inside of you. And so let's be praying. Let's open our hearts to God. um, And let's be asking the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, what do you want to do in me? Because that's what it says in Ephesians, it says, now to him who's able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think according to the power at work within us. You see, the Holy Spirit speaks and lays, puts faith in us and vision and dreams in the inside of us for a good future. And I just see right now, I, I, I see some dreams that have been pushed to the side. I see some, some little seeds of idea that, that just got squashed early on. Someone said something, or maybe if your parents said, oh, you can't do that. Certain things and scripts that we run in our mind that have kept us limited. I believe today that what God wants to do is God wants to lift some of those, uh, uh, the, those barriers, lift some of those confinements in your mind that you would dream again. Because when the Holy Spirit comes, we begin to dream and we begin to see visions. We begin to get excited more than we can ask or think. We begin to experience the, the vision of God filling us and we begin to see and begin to create the future that God has called us to create. So I'd love to pray for us just as we finish and close this week on how to build a dream. God, I pray for every single person today. God, I pray you would fill them with your Holy Spirit. And I thank you for every dream that lies dormant in the hearts of men and women. God, for everyone tuning in and watching today, I thank you right now, God, that you are gonna begin to breathe life into the dreams and the desires you've placed in the heart. God, I pray that as a church, we would see some incredible things happen. God, full of miracles and moments and opportunity that would lead to many people being saved, our community being changed and touched. God, our whole world, God, being shaped by these moments. We believe for it. In the name of Jesus, we pray. 
Amen. Thanks for watching today. We'll see you guys for week two next week. Thanks for listening today. I hope this has been helpful and encouraging. I'm also wondering if there's someone in your world who might benefit from hearing this message. So please do share it with them. Help us get the word out there. And of course, you can connect with us on social media, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, and so on. Just look for C3 Reflect. For anything else, go to our website, c3reflect.church. Do hit subscribe, rate and review. Thanks so much. We appreciate you guys. Have a great day.